before we get uh... <laughs> okay yeah sometimes cool. i forget yeah so yeah all right cool maria thank you very much for making the time i remember dumi was telling us about your guest lecture um because we stay in the same accommodation um and i was like man you need to see if it's possible if you can get her on you know because we have a lot of young people we ask those questions about you know jobs interviews do do's and don'ts everything and i and i thought you would be the great person for the job to pretty much kickstart that conversation but um anyways you know we're just gonna have a nice conversation we'll try keep it brief um you know and and yeah don't know no pressure keep it um you know be yourself i think that's the best thing you know be yourself breathe and um yeah, we're looking to have a conversation. This, this, this is not one of those BBC interviews on hard talk or anything. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just going to be nice. And um, as uh, as you've seen in the in invitation, we just have three questions that we're going to go through today. And um, yeah, cool. Dumi, I think we're ready to go. All right. I think, um, will I click? Should I click to, okay, I'll just click. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Hey guys, welcome to the Progressive Podcast. We have a wonderful guest for you this time around. And, you know, as we are round, rounding up the year and going into the next year, there's a certain target market. No, not target market. There's a certain um, age group or within our target audience that's looking to get some jobs. And today we've got a wonderful guest here. And uh, Dumi and I are going to be picking our brains so that we can get as much information as we possibly can. Maria, welcome to the Progressive Podcast. We are happy to have you here. I think first and foremost, how have you been? Um, how has your week been? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's that's how we pretty much break the ice this, this side. <laughs> it's been busy. It's been busy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, yes, it's been busy. It's the end of the year. So uh, companies are quickly scratching whatever energy they've got together to fill those last positions yeah. for the year. So there's a mm. mad rush to the end of the year. So it's very busy. Ah, understandable. Understandable. Dumi, how's your week been? Uh, it's It's been good. It's been a bit less busy than, than last week, but it's been all right. Uh, yeah, it's everything's going well. Yeah, that's good. Um, and yourself, Miyatani, how's how's your week been? My week's been um quite crazy, in the sense that I'm wrapping up my degree, uh, my undergrad. Uh, Maria, I'm doing a, a BA in life performance at AFTA as well, so I am also within the arts. So, so yeah, it's just been nice, you know, to pretty much bring these three years to an end. You know, I'm mm -hmm. planning on getting into honors, you know, and just also just juggling that year end uh madness, you know, for business yeah. as well, you know, so that you're prepared for the next two quarters next year. But uh, but yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. And I think now's a good time to to really, you know, enough about us. We hear from Maria today. So Maria, just yeah. give us a brief explanation of who you are. You know, just just tell us a bit about yourself and you know, just for our listeners as well, to kind of get a bit of an understanding of who you are and 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 yeah. Sure. Um, so Maria Mayring, I am a first and foremost mother of three. Mm. Uh Wow. I have uh, an 18-year-old busy writing matric, which is keeping me on my toes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Typical boy style is not taking it all too seriously, so he's giving me gray <laughs> hair. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I have a 20-year-old son that's in university and a 24-year-old uh, daughter who's uh, in her second year of work. So it's oh, very yeah. exciting to be able to talk to you today because I'm very much in that 
uh, cycle with my kids of yes. where yeah. do I want to go? How do I establish my life? What do I do? So uh, mother of three first and foremost, and then uh, I've been in recruitment for 30 years. So mm, an wow. old girl in recruitment, um, but very passionate about recruitment in general, not only because it is an exciting industry, but also because mm. you get to impact people's lives day in and day out. Um, yeah. So, so my passion is recruitment, and uh, yeah, I I'm here and I'm excited to share with you whatever you're wanting to know. Oh, thank you, thank thank you thank very you. much. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess uh, thank you very much for that. I think it, it just gives mm -hmm. the audience just a bit of understanding, and I mean, I'm sure that even after this episode, they'll probably look you up as well, just to see, you know, who is this person that we're talking to? Is she credible? We know you are. That's why we have you on, but thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> and I, I guess we can, we can go into the second question is um, what brought you into the industry or what's, you know, how did you find out, Oh, this is my passion. You know, what happened mm. there? You know, it's an interesting thing because, uh, you know, when you're young and you're starting out, uh, you know, you're kind of just going with what you enjoy and what your strengths are and the direction that everybody else is sort of telling you you should go mm -hmm. because they know you or uh, because you've heard about something that sounds super exciting. So I studied in the field of HR and uh as a graduate, I wanted to get into the industry. I found it really difficult uh, to find a position, my first position, because everybody was looking for experience. Um, and uh, so I was lucky enough to go for an interview uh, for a position that I had seen in HR. Oh, but with yeah. the, the agency uh, actually said to me, well, have you actually thought about going into recruitment on the agency side of things? And, you know, I was desperate to get into the industry. I thought, okay, let me try recruitment. It's still part of HR. Yes. And, yeah, uh, yeah so reality is I, I took the job because I wanted the experience. Um, I started out doing engineering recruitment. So oh, wow. as a wow. graduate, I thought, what do engineers even do? You know, it was... Uh, it was a bit of a shock to the system, but uh, I really just took to it and loved it. And, um, you know, through the years, I've grown, obviously, from role to role. Um, and I've managed uh, many teams of recruiters. I've dealt with many clients, thousands of candidates over the years. But yeah. uh, the passion always comes back to the actual job, actually speaking to candidates, coaching people through uh, that process of finding a job and impacting clients' business in a positive way because, uh, you know, you have an impact on their business when you place the right person with them. So I uh, fell into it completely by mistake. And uh, I suppose I was just really lucky that I enjoyed it so much and that I've, wow. that I've thrived in the industry. Oh, that's, that's, that's exciting. I mean, that's, that's very nice to you. I mean, you're here now. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, like you said, you've done, you've done this for, for over 30 years. You know, I, I'm not even, not even 30 myself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so oh, I've been just doing it longer show. than you've been alive. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show what, um, 
what it really what it really takes you know to be to, to be in such an industry and you know it 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 it's very inspiring to hear these stories you know to see how people ended up in the industries that they're in because you know um having gone through the 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 whole you you're finishing off matric what do you want to mm. do you know i'd said to my parents listen i want to be in the arts um if i want to study degree it has to be within the creative arts but no the job job is not uh, the job security is little to zero it's a very volatile industry because you know yeah. you're paid per bookings and everything yeah. uh you know but um and it's just it's just nice to to really um to really see and also just see that you know what you're not the only one that kind of goes through that type of uh thought process or that experience regardless irrespective yeah. of uh of the culture that you're in you know because i guess all cultures kind of you know deal with this post-matric university um you know experience quite yeah. uh quite differently yeah. wow yeah. Um, that, that's very inspiring what I, do you think i think also another thing is just to show that sometimes you you're not quite sure what's going on but you have to take that opportunity and you don't know what can happen you know i there's a similar story uh, when we were in high school our classmate martin he was put into the drama class by mistake they made a mistake on the yeah. database and so he came through he was like okay guys i'm just going to come for a week until they can change me on the database and i'm going to leave he ended up being one of the top 3 or 4 actors in our entire school when we were in matric and this was all because he came into the class by mistake in grade 10. So sometimes, yeah. you know, we can land on the things that we really enjoy. It's just about taking that opportunity and and doing it with doing it with yeah. everything you have, doing it with excellence, if I can say it like that. Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's really good to hear, you know, to hear it from someone who's trodden the path that I'm sure that many of us want to to go down as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent And mm. I think. You know, I'm I'm very curious. Um, you know, I've had a I come from an entrepreneurial family, so I've had the opportunity to you know sit in a few interviews, um, helping my mom and dad with some of the admin. But mm -hmm. I just wanted to hear from you. Um, you know, just tell us a bit about the. Let's talk about the interview process, and then we're going to talk about the preparation and then how to conduct. But like just the general interview process, what are some things that you know have you've seen people do well and people do you know very well and not so well? You know, mm -hmm. what are some yeah, just talk us through that interview process and what it, and what it's looked like over the last 30 years, because I'm guessing how it was 30 years ago and what it is now, it's completely different. Yeah. Very different. So, you know what, I think the, the big difference is what you just mentioned is the preparation. Mm. I think mm. that you can't underestimate what you're walking into. Um, and, you know, on the back of what we've just spoken about, uh, it could be the interview that puts your life on course to where yeah. you need to go. So wow. why wouldn't you prepare really, really well? It is a defining moment. It could be. Um, and if it's not the job that sets you on the right path, mm. it certainly will be the job that will ultimately set you on the right path because that's, you know, once you're building your CV and you're, you're growing, you ultimately get into the role that you think, you know what, this is what I was born for and this is what, what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. So uh, preparation just shouldn't be underestimated. I really just think that, uh, you know, you've got to put so much time and effort into preparing well, particularly when you're interviewing for your first job because it's mm -hmm. something that you're not necessarily confident in and it's something that, 
you know, you you need to do to get to where you want to go. You can't avoid it. Yeah. So I think the preparation is, is um, you know, yeah. just being yourself. Mm. Uh, don't try to be something or somebody else because at the end of the day, you know, it's you want to be selected for the right role. Um, and then the final point I would say is that as much as you're going to an interview to make a decision, uh, you know, for them to make a decision on whether you're the right fit, you're also needing to be in that decision-making mode because you're interviewing at a number of companies. You need to be in a position to say, that's the one yeah. that I want. Yeah. So I... it's a two-way street. I see. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's, that, that, that's very interesting, you mm -hmm. know, and um, it actually reminds me, and, and, you know, the art of preparation is very important. We recently had our agents day um, at, at school, and that's pretty much where they invite some of the big agencies within the country. And we, you know, we put on, we put together a showcase, yeah. right? And of course, everyone, you know, works towards this really big day to be selected. I think out of the 70, odd 70 of us, I think only about 20 to 30 of us really got selected. Oh. But um, they said it was the best showcase they've seen at after. But um, that wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten that comment if we hadn't put in the work and the preparation, mm. um, you yeah. know. And one thing I've learned also is that sometimes you're just not what they're you what they're looking for, um, you know. If there's one thing I can share from auditioning for for commercials, which I think it's the most cutthroat audition you'd ever go to, because you have the best audition out of everyone there. You do what they want, yeah. but you just don't look the part, and then you won't get it. <laughs> you That's know, right. and, and sometimes. And sometimes that's the case, you know, I mean, of course, you you have you grow some tough thick in, you know, and sometimes you just have to accept that it's not an attack on you or your craft. But sometimes you are just not what they're looking for, maybe from a branding perspective, you know, depending on what the industry is. So I think I think that's very, um, yeah, like you said, it's very important to, to yeah. prepare and something we really urge people to to do you know do their homework research about the company because the last thing you want to do i can imagine is uh you you come to this interview you've prepared for everything but you haven't even you know you're not too clued up with the industry that the company's in yeah. or what their values are or their mission you know and any recent projects that they're doing um, yeah. um you know and and and, and that's, yeah, that's 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 pretty yeah, it's very important. I hope I hope, I hope people are taking notes. <laughs> yeah, guys, please. please and you know, it's, it's almost unforgivable to not, not uh, do that kind of research because, yeah. you know, when we look at how 30 years ago, how how we had to, you know, go to the library and read up on, on companies and yes. try and yeah. find information uh, in a different way. Today, it's at our fingertips. So it's unforgivable not to go onto the company's website, not to go and, yeah. you know, read up on what it is exactly they're doing because the, the information is all there. It's accessible. Yeah. It really is, especially with um with AI, you know, with the whole ChatGPT oh, yeah. and AI, you know, with the AI boom, it's um, it's 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 very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, I, I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to add yeah. on as well in terms of preparation. Um, it's when you prepare well, when you come into the room, even sometimes how you're dressed, it can create a certain perception. 
And that's something that, mm-hmm. you know, that I've been applying not only recently, actually, but when I, cause I came late to, to school this year, I had visa issues. So I came late. And so in our first presentation yeah. in our second term, um, you know, the groups came through and we were, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to come in semi-formal, come in with, you know, like a nice jacket, you know, some jeans, some semi-formal shoes. So I came through and I created this mm-hmm. perception in my teacher's mind that, oh, Ed Milson is always ready, dressed for success. Maria, I don't, uh, I don't know if you re- you remember yeah. what she mentioned in the lecture. She was like, oh, Ed Milson, you're always dressed for success. So that's something that <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. something, it's a perception that I created of myself from the from when she first met me. And so I think that that's also something that can help maybe ease the the interview process or just maybe make the other person think, okay, no, this person really, they mm-hmm. came here, you know, they they really want this. Let's see where it goes, you know, let's, so I just wanted to add that as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important to prepare. Yeah. Well, I find that interesting because, uh, uh, you know, when I came through to after to do that lecture, you stood out to me because you were the one that had a jacket. Oh, jacket on. Um, so as you're explaining, I mean, it is about your brand, isn't mm. it? I mean, you you are a representative of yourself. Yes. And uh, yeah. you've always got to be dressed for the occasion and the occasion of an interview, uh, the serious conversation of your future. Yes. Those are times where you really need to show up. So. Uh, you know, dressing for success is important um, and dressing the part, Mm. you know, and if we're talking about interview preparation, uh, candidates often say, well, you know, what is the company's dress code? How should I dress? And uh, I always say to a candidate, you know what, you're going to an important professional meeting. Mm. So you need to dress the part irrespective of what the company's dress code is. Yeah. Because yeah. if I say to a candidate, look, they mostly work remotely, it's an it's a tech company, the developers work in, in t-shirts and shorts, yes. it yeah. doesn't mean you should go to an interview in t-shirts and shorts. And uh, <laughs> wow. you know, it, yeah. it you've got to think that uh you're on stage and it's your time to perform. And it's a serious conversation. Yeah. So you want to you want your interviewers to uh, trust you. And uh, it's unfortunate, but if you mm. if you do decide to go in a more casual outfit, uh, it does send a message that mm. is your brand. Yes. So uh, I would always say it's it's much better and you're safer to overdress for an interview than you are to underdress for an interview. So look in the mirror before you leave and just think, is this somebody that I can trust professionally? Uh, And then you'll know if that's the right uh, outfit. So I would not, um, you know, particularly with men nowadays, it's not necessary to go in a suit and tie. Um, But you should wear a jacket uh, with an open collar shirt, uh, but you should look smart. And uh, it's not necessary for a lady, for example, to be in her stockings and her court shoes and mm. her stiff suit, but she yeah. needs to be dressed, uh, you know, with a nice blouse, a nice skirt or a pair of trousers, um, a nice jacket, 
and even if it's a warm day, you know, you can take the jacket off in the interview once you're invited to, but yeah. always rather make that lasting impression, just like Ed Milson did with his lecturer. You know, yeah. they remember you always mm. dress for success. That's the seed that you're wanting to, to plant. Yes. Mm. yes. Um, no, oh, no, those you. are some valuable gems. Yeah, mm. no, they're really valuable. And I mean, I guess the last thing that we want to go into a bit is just how to, how do we conduct ourselves in a real interview? Like as I'm the one who's being interviewed, what are, you know, yeah. how do I calm myself down or, you know, just kind of stay, yeah try to conduct myself in the best way possible. So let's uh, talk about the nerves because that is, that's a real thing, right? Everybody uh, goes, and I mean, the older you get, the more interviews you get, you go mm. to, you still have that sense of nervousness. And actually it's not a bad thing because a little bit of nervousness also gives you a bit of a kick at the end of the meeting when you've had a good interview. Yes. Um, but yeah. obviously you don't want to be in a situation where you paralyze with nerves. Um, and mm. so I, I, I would advise that you, you, you firstly get to the company a few minutes before your interview. Okay. So a yeah. lot of the time people get nervous because actually you're running late Mm. Um, <laughs> so you've always got to anticipate the traffic uh, you know in South Africa we're load shedding you've got to think mm. that you're going to go through uh, some traffic lights where there is load shedding so yeah. rather get there early and if you get there too early you know wait until possibly 15 minutes before the interview is meant to, to start and only then go in um, I've had mm. candidates arrive an hour earlier and the mm. thing is that actually puts pressure on the interviewer so mm -hmm. it's best to just walk into reception uh, within 15 minutes of your interview. Remember also that some companies have a lot of security checks before you get through to reception. Oh yes. So uh, if you're parking your car or just arriving at the company with a minute to go, mm. chances are you're going to be late for your interview. So that's the first thing. Yes. Um, and yes. then if you've got that time and you're sitting and waiting uh, to go in, do some secret breathing exercises, but calm the nerves. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, breathe air in and take it deep into your stomach. Uh, Ed Milson will tell you that we practice that during the lecture the other yes, day, but yes. it's just like something to get you uh, to calm down. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the one thing that's really important to bear in mind, particularly, you know, when we're young and we're just going into a first interview, is that the people that are going to interview you are just like you. They're humans just like you. Um, they put their trousers on one leg at a time, just like all of us. Do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're yeah. not meeting God, you know, you're meeting other people. Um, so just be yeah. calm about it and uh, and try to sort of just shift your mind into the interview. Just go into that space and just make it about you. Um, and a piece of advice is that if you are eventually sitting now in the interview and you're really nervous and you're stumbling over your words and you kind of just know, you know what, I'm throwing this, like this is going really badly for me, um, avoid just continuing on that trajectory. 
Okay. You know, say say to the interviewer, uh, uh, you know, please forgive me. I'm just feeling so nervous at the moment. Um, yeah. Could I could I take that question again? Would you mind? Mm. And they're human. They they they'll probably smile and offer you a glass of water and just say, "Don't worry, be calm. This is just a conversation." And uh, but at least you know if you're coming across as being nervous, they they know you're nervous, so it's okay for you to 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 say it. It's actually I think they will respect yeah. you more because you say yeah. that. Yeah, because you're honest. Yeah, you're honest about it, and also by saying that you're showing you know this meeting's really important to me, and I don't want to blow it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can so it's a nice yeah. message. Um, so I think, you know, try by all means to be calm. A good way of calming yourself down is also, you know, when you go into the interview room, um, uh, you know, you might be interviewed by one person, you might be interviewed by a panel of, of two panel. or three people. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's important that, you know, you, you introduce yourself well, you look the interviewers in the eye, uh, shake their hand, give them a strong, uh, you know, connection moment. Yes. Um, and that also, uh, you know, it also calms you down because you've yeah. had that bit of yeah. connection before you get into this very serious interview discussion. Yes. Mm. yes. Oh, wow. You. That... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Thank yeah. Just had something. <laughs> My throat. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Th thank you for that. Thank you for that, Maria. I mean, you know, it's very, it's very, it's very interesting to to just the the, the psychology of an interview is is mm. uh I find it quite you know mind-boggling, you know, because like you said, this this could be the one thing that affects your trajectory or your longevity in that space or in that career field. Really? This might be first of many, or it must be the first and the last one for yeah. that specific job. Um, you know, and I think yeah, being, being in control of your mind, your body, you know, your emotions, also just managing the nerves is very, it's yeah. very important, you know, because I think what, what makes it very, I think, you know, the, the school system kind of contradicts uh, <laughs> this process in the sense that you go to school, you're given a scope of what's going to be in the exam, um, you know, but now when it's time for a job interview, of course, there's general questions, um, you know, that are generic, but depending on the industry that you're in, you never really know what they're going to ask you. So everything yeah. really needs to happen in real time. You know, you get asked a question and you're like, oh, okay, I did not expect that one, you know? <laughs> and now you have to process an answer and then now you're sweating or you're yeah. fidgeting and oh, you a glass of water and you spill the glass, <laughs> you spill the water on yourself because you really just try to, you know... Um, but but yeah no thank you very much uh, for 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 the for the insight Mary I think I think our listeners will take um, I myself definitely learned a lot yeah. however I do want to quickly ask this question this is a bonus question given given that our young generations are very um you know social media um heavy yeah. generation how how much does what what would be some tips that you that you could give even if it's just one like tip that you've seen um where young people fall short when it comes to mm. social media what they post um which platforms you know can really help you know maybe people can really invest in their linkedin yeah mm. i just wanted to quickly pick your brain on that <laughs> so uh you know social media obviously is a big part of our lives nowadays it's how we yeah. connect uh uh on all levels 
Um, I think the first thing I want to say is just be really aware that uh, if you make it through that interview and mm. you go through to, or let me say when you make it through that interview, yes, and then yeah. you go on to your second interview and your finals, before the company actually makes a decision to, to offer you, there's, there's a variety of background checks that are, are then done uh, and processed on, on each individual. And mm. sometimes there are two people that are on the shortlist for an offer. And oh. it could be that, you know, depending on how the background checks come out, that that's actually yeah. the deciding factor. So the one is obviously the reference check that would be, uh, you know, where a prospective employer will call your current employer or a previous mm. employer probably not your current employer if you're still working there, but your previous <laughs> employer um, yeah. for a reference. Sometimes we do phone current employers uh, in situations, for example, where a candidate is uh, going through a retrenchment and, yeah. you know, it's open communication between them and their employer. Mm -hmm. So the reference check is important. Um, but then there's the other background checks like a credit check, if you're going into a financial position or if the position that you're going to be working in uh, means that you'll be responsible for a, for a monetary budget. Uh, and then there is the uh, qualification verification, which is just to, to do the checks with whichever institutions you've completed your, your qualifications with. And then, of course, it's the criminal check. So oh, yes. a criminal check is normally to to you know just see do you have any kind of record um and the simplest things could come up you know like driving under the influence and you've been arrested then that's on your record yeah um yeah. but you're asking specifically about social media so social media is definitely uh, an area of of background checking mm. um you i mean you know, you're all young, so I know you've all stalked somebody on, uh, <laughs> on social media. And, oh, uh, and you man. know that you learn a lot about somebody by looking at their social media. So, yeah. And I'm talking yeah. about all the social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever uh, platforms are out there will come up on a search of that individual. And uh, you know, one has to watch what you actually post on on your on your page because mm -hmm. if you're a big party animal, you're a very social person, um, and you're out every weekend and every Monday morning, we see a bunch of uh, photographs and videos of you partying, and maybe some of those are uh, you're you're slightly inebriated mm -hmm. and. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. weekend after weekend, that's what we're seeing. The brand that they saw in that, you know, very professional environment, uh, it doesn't gel with what they see on social media. Yes. So yes. Uh, my advice is always, you know, if, if you're not happy to have that story or that photograph up on a big billboard in the busiest road in your city, for everybody yeah. to see, then don't put it out there on social media uh, because you're still a brand. And uh, one of the things that we discussed actually was also be careful when your friends are tagging you in, in certain photographs. Oh, yes. uh, so make sure that you've got 
got the setting that you have to give permission for for something to be posted. So just watch what you put out there because that's, uh, you know, it's definitely an area that companies are looking at. And uh, it's something that uh, companies do because you're not in that formal setting and they can Mm -hmm. see if what they've met resonates with what they see on social media. Okay. Wow. Right. Wow. Thank thank you you very much. Thank you very much. I myself, uh, I'm not saying my stuff is crazy. No, 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 no. I actually took a break off the 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 Instagrams and stuff to really focus on my LinkedIn. Um, but but I think I think you know, having having seen what people you know say with regards to just social media and Mm. um and how it can affect your you know your chances to get a job. Yeah, it's actually especially on Twitter, there was this one dude. Who said something snucks about a bank mm. and then 20 years later he went to an interview at that exact bank and the recruiter whipped out oh. a screenshot and said oh. do you still want to work here and oh. yeah you know, <laughs> they never got the yeah. job <laughs> they never yeah. got the job but never um, got the that, job yeah i didn't get the job at that company oh. <laughs> wow at that company um, yeah you know what, before we uh, close off, I just wanted to, uh, I didn't talk about LinkedIn, and I think LinkedIn is so, so crucial. Um, So uh, I know that, you know, when you're young, and you're just going into this professional world, you're also thinking, well, you know, if I go on LinkedIn, like, what do I do there? Because I'm Mm. not employed. And, you know, the the, the reality is you have to be on LinkedIn. Um, because it's about uh, starting somewhere. So uh, just like you would put a lot of care and time into putting your CV together, take a lot of uh, time and effort to put your LinkedIn profile uh, together. And, um, you know, obviously pay attention to the look and feel, but also the content, Mm -hmm. um, because recruiters are doing searches on recruitment portals they're doing searches on linkedin and and you need to make sure that you're using the right uh words in your content so that you're coming yeah. up as a as a, you know prospective or suitable candidate yes um and the one thing i really encourage is that you look for groups in linkedin Mm. and that you join those relevant groups so if you're uh you know studying marketing and you're looking to secure your first marketing role it makes sense to join marketing professionals groups and if you do a search a number of groups will come up and uh, it's important for you to get into those groups and to start engaging with those groups. Uh, You know, if not supplying content, at least commenting on some of the content that you see and just start getting active because it also shows that, you know, you're interested. And uh, again, if I do a search on, on, on you, I can look at what content or what your level of engagement is like on LinkedIn. And uh, again, if it's between you and another candidate and the other candidate isn't even on LinkedIn, but I've met you, I've uh, experienced you as a really professional person and now I've gone to LinkedIn and I see you're engaging in the right groups, you're having the right conversations. It also Mm. says something about you. So, just be brave and do it. It's only the first time that's hard. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right.
Wow. Thank you very much, Maria. I really appreciate all the insights. Unfortunately, our time has come to an end. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, this was Maria. And uh, we look forward to having you guys on the, on. we look forward to having you, sorry, Maria, on a, on a, on a future episode. Maybe we can really do a whole season and just unpack mm. um, this thing more, a lot more in-depth for, for our audience. But thank you very much, Maria. Really appreciate you. And Dumi, thank you for also making this happen. This, this yeah. was wonderful. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye.